0: This is a um, More Tea Vicar special from um, B&A Church in Bristol uh, with uh, Wayne Massey and not James Stevenson, but um, Adam and Abby Smith. And we are going to talk about um, what happens when God throws you a curveball uh, or when you get thrown a curveball, because we don't know if God's thrown us the curveball, but what basically happens when you get thrown so the context is, if you don't know, um, Adam and Abby, we've just announced that Adam and Abby are going to be moving to Newcastle to join the staff of um, a wonderful church up there called St Thomas, uh, where Adam will be completing his training to be a, um, a let loose vicar in the Church of England uh, and Abby will be continuing work as GP and Boaz and Ezra will be getting on with life as um, they'll be growing up with accents and um, And it's really, really exciting Um, having, I met Ben for the first time this week and I'm just kind of, I just think this is going to be utterly brilliant for you guys. However, that's not what we thought was going to happen a year, two years ago, is it? Do do, do Hmm. either of you want to kind of share what we thought we were kind of hoping might happen? Do you want to go?
1: Um, Yeah, so Adam um, entered the ordination process a couple of years ago and has been training at St Melitis for the last two and a half years and our thought had been that God would have the same plan as us and he would um, give Adam a curacy at BNA and we would stay on it'd be lovely and we would stay with you guys as a church family and just continue on into bna for a long time um, and that wasn't quite what happened so um, in the summer we found out that there wasn't a, a place for Adam to do a curacy in Bristol um, and we were going to have to look elsewhere so that's where we where we got to um
2: yeah yeah I suppose it was some we when we when we were thinking about whether I was called to be ordained and we we generally we say we because um when you're married and uh something happens to one of you it kind of happens to both of you and particularly I think when it's uh something like church leadership or being a vicar um it kind of takes over everyone's lives not just um my life and i'm sure you'll know that wayne um but i think we um we felt called to bna and i'd people will probably remember i would worked on staff at bna before i would started training and um and so the call was really to bna and then we felt really clear that it was to be ordained for bna and to work at bna and and to kind of keep going with that so um and I don't know, we, we've wrestled, we'll, we'll, we'll dig into that as we get on, I think. But we, we were wrestling with um, whether we misheard God. Was that, you know, was that not what God was saying? Or um, how could that have changed? Because it felt so clear. And um, that really felt like the context that we started the training thing in anyway. So, yeah, that's where we're up to
0: now. <laughs> Yeah, and it's worth saying that from the kind of our leadership thing is, it's not like you guys had sent us and we were kind of just like going along to keep you happy. Uh, we, we were very excited and had sensed this as well. We'd always, and we still do feel a call that we want to be a church planting church, but if you're going to plant churches, you need to have people who've grown up within the church family and you're ready to send out. Um, so it all, it, it seemed like um, to us um, and then in conversations, this is the other thing in conversations with other people, it seemed like this was something that, we knew whilst not being certain that we were moving towards and, and had a kind of, um, prayerfully, we thought God's hand was on. So, um, yeah. So in the summer we were all very surprised when we learned that not only were we not being offered a cure at a BNA and it wasn't you, but, but you guys weren't, even, weren't being offered a curacy in Bristol. Um, <laughs> I can tell you how I felt. I, I was livid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, which is my, my, my default. Uh, um, there are two, Memes, people can look at our GIF. You can look up on the internet. One is Bob um, Geldof slamming the table at Live Aid, and the other one is Rafa Benitez's famous fax rant about Alex Ferguson in two thousand and seven. And both of those kind of bits of me kind of come out. And how did how did you guys feel? (laughs) Well,
1: there was a there were a lot of tears. There was a lot of shock, and uh, I think initially we were just quite confused and um yeah blindsided a bit by it because it hadn't been what we had anticipated um
2: i think there's a level at which we weren't um it's not that we weren't prepared for it we'd sort of prepared for it there's an element in uh like a life of ministry where everything is so necessarily unpredictable that you hold pretty much everything quite lightly um but yeah we we found it in the summer so we we were um it was during you know when we all thought everything was opening up again for good um uh it was during that window and we had um we were up in the northeast actually as it happens um and uh we found out and hadn't had any kind of inkling uh until that phone call and um yeah I think we were shocked and, and a bit upset, but we were mostly a bit i guess a bit dumbfounded like we just didn't really know what you know what's the deal now how do we where do we go from here we've put all of our eggs in one basket and um someone's taken the basket away so you know how do we hold all these eggs now where are we going to go
0: and so tell me about the um tell me about the journey that you've been on with god around um around that since then because it, it, it to me it reminds me of a little bit of um you know, Psalm 73, where the psalmist opens up and by saying, you know, truly God is good to Israel, and then goes, but as for me, my feet had nearly slipped. And that's kind of, that would have summed up kind of personally where I was at that time. What's your journey been with the Lord then as a, you know, as a couple over the last few months? So, yes, we now know that um you've got St. Thomas, and then there's a real sense of God's calling and hand on that. But but but, but what have the, how, how do you process this with God?
2: I mean, I think the first thing was, like, what are you playing at? What, what's the, what is the deal? Um, I, I've found the the ordination training process quite um, quite, quite difficult. Um, uh, there's a large portion of it that's quite academic, and, and that's not really um, me. And so there was an, an element um, which I, I, I've been through so much pain um, and, uh, and sort of strife and stress to to get to this point aiming towards a goal that, um, that, you know, we weren't <laughs> even sure. Um, okay, for those listening on the podcast who can't see the video, Wayne just ducked under his desk and we had no idea where he was going and he's just popping up again. I
0: was getting a piece of paper because Adam had just said something I want to pick up on. I needed to make a note <laughs> while Adam was speaking. I was like, Where's my paper? So I disappeared under the desk. Anyway, yes, keep going.
2: Um, yeah, so we, there was a, a lot of questioning of God because, y- you know, you can kind of go two ways. You can try and blame God for everything. Um, because god's in charge uh or you can you can blame the humans for everything because they're the ones you know making these stupid choices um that ruin my plan um and sometimes there's a bit of both there and sometimes um sometimes actually you need to hold things more lightly so i think yeah we started off feeling quite um it, it, really kind of grieving stuff and and going through the the denial and the i re- distinctly remember Abby um saying, and I had conversations with with you Wayne and with James about you know so what's is there an appeals process how do we like what do we do about this <laughs> um and you know so initially not even really wanting to um uh, take it as as true and um and yeah, it has just been a, a journey i guess of first acceptance and then and then the long path has been. So if not B&A and if not even Bristol, where on earth are we going to go? What, you know, what can we do? I mean, we even thought about going to New Zealand um, for a little bit, which, you know, many people will probably be thinking, and why didn't you? Um, but <laughs> the, it, it was really a case of, you know, we've not even vaguely considered what we would do if we weren't staying around.
0: Brilliant. Okay. Go on, Avi, you got no
1: Um The other thing I guess is we had, it was quite a long window, so it wasn't just a um we turned around and then suddenly there was St Thomas's ready it's taken six months to get to that point um so there was a lot of intervening time during which we were like what's the calling is it to Bristol is it to a is it to ordination um what does it mean to be ordained and I think um you know there are loads of good things that have come from it in terms of actually we when we signed up for this when we talked about ordination it wasn't we were trying not to do it just on our terms and actually what was comfy was to stay at BNA um, and us just going back to hold on, if we're called to be ordained and to go down this kind of Church of England um, vicar route, then then we said we were up for anything. And we said we were up for the adventure and putting that first. And so um, despite not wanting to leave particularly and not feeling like we wanted to do that, actually, that was what what we agreed to and what we put first. Um so that's been quite a to and fro battle in our hearts, I think, but actually just kind of going back to what what was God saying to us about that and knowing that he is faithful when we step out with him in it.
0: Hmm. So what I love, there's, there's, there's three sort of themes that just emerged in your answers there, which I think we can apply into all of those scenarios in our lives where things go slightly wrong. Just before then, somebody talked, we James and I were talking to somebody very wise, a bit older than us, but you don't have to be older than James and Wayne to be wiser than them if you know B and A. Uh, and they were basically saying, because your default sometimes in these scenarios is to go, oh, we must, all of us must have misheard the Lord. And this person very wisely pointed out that, that everybody mishears the Lord. and so And it could have been us, but it could have been the people who said no to us, having you here. And then they said, well, whatever happens, we know that God is at work for the good. And that's something I think always to hold on when, when something goes wrong. It, it might not be my fault and it might not be that I was mishearing um, or it might be, but it might be that somebody else was. But actually, we know that God is always at work and that actually, you know, the God in his sovereignty who allowed COVID to happen and to carry on. You know, Ben said that. And when I met him talking about St. Thomas, you know, he said we planted in the pandemic, but the Lord knew. So the Lord knew. And what I heard, the three things I heard, you, number one, I heard you guys talk about being honest with God, which actually the Psalmist in Psalm 73 does, you know. I looked at the wicked and I thought, what their life seems amazing, you know. And the second thing is um you brought your questions to God. You opened up, you know, well, what is it, um, God, that you are doing? Um, And then the third thing you did is you kind of, you allowed God to refine you. Actually, you know, it, was there a sense of, uh, we don't believe you were, but, you know, choosing an easy option and Lord, it, what do we mean on your terms? And there's a refining of, of you and your relationship with the Lord. And I think that's, there's three massive lessons for all of us when we get these curveballs. Um, you know, be honest with God and um, ask him questions um, and then, and then let him shape us. Um, so I, I just want to kind of, I think that's a real testament to you guys. Um, I, I find if I'm allowed to just, so from my experience, I, I, we went through a very similar thing with qc with you guys where our QSE was arranged Um sort of informally pretty much a year before, uh, well, actually 14 months before ordination. So 14 months before it would have started, it was pretty much arranged informally. And and I spent the whole next sort of few months backing out of any other connections that I had to make sure that that informal one happened. And then it all fell apart um, (laughs) spectacularly in my life, but quietly in everybody else's life um, just before Christmas. Um, So about seven, eight months later. And I suddenly found myself in a situation where um, pretty much every curacy had gone and there was you know, we had no idea what to do. Um, and then in the end, we ended up in Bristol and at Christchurch, which was one of the last places I wanted to be, um, location and church-wise. Uh, and now we look back and we go, actually, the Lord was in it and and we're so glad. So, so there was a bit of me that from day one was kind of going, ah, I've heard this story before <laughs> um, and had a confidence in it. The bit that I was finding unique was it kind of felt like I'm, I'm, I've got better at handling curveballs in my own life um, but it's curveballs in other people's lives. I, I found, you know, found myself responsible for you guys, and so I had to go through that same process. You know, yeah. actually, Lord, have I, have I, you know, have we led these guys down the path? Forgive us if we have. What's going on? Um, and and then again, saying they're not on our terms. Saying actually, you know, actually, I gave you Adam and Abby for a while. If I want them somewhere else, and so it's interesting how, you know, we God invites us all into the same things. Yeah, and um, cool. I, I don't want to take up too much of your time. Um, what would you say to anybody who kind of that feels like their situation at the moment? I've landed in a curveball, or I've been thrown a curveball.
1: You know? I mean, it's not. It's only a curveball to us, isn't it? So, God had a plan with it and knew what He was doing. Um,
2: it's funny. You, you can't it's not correct to say that God has one single plan that you can't ever diverge from in the sense that um, like he has a plan, but what we've been learning is that, um, you know, I can choose to do something different to what seems to be in God's plan and may well be in God's plan, but his plan is bigger than individual things. So I guess when we think of the word plan, we think of like, places and people and things and tasks and but the the, the plan that God has is so much bigger and, and wider and um, better than that that actually you know you can't you can't mess up God's plan um, in many ways because God's plan was Jesus so he's already nailed it um, you can't you know you, you can't screw that up um, yeah I don't know I think I, you know, I love that there's God doesn't have curveballs. So like nothing is a curveball to God. And um, I think resting in him is really, is really key. Actually a little, a little bit uh, like the, the talk this week, uh, the weekly service, um, the idea of being kind of single-minded and, um, and having one focus. So being pure in heart, when you affix your eyes just on god and and that becomes the one theme that you're aiming towards um it's much easier to make decisions it's much easier to um to know what to do it's it's not it's not easy to do it but in terms of choosing what you're going to do and um getting yourself ready to do it yeah that becomes much simpler um you know and then the rubber hits the road and you actually have to do it. And I think, I think then that's, that's where the support of your church family, but also spending time with God really helps.
0: Excellent guys. Thank you so much. Um In life, you know, I'm going to have more, you're going to have more, anybody listening to this. So there's going to, there are going to be these moments again and again, where we go, God, what's going on. And the question is not how we avoid them, but it's to whom do we go uh, when they happen? So thank you for, so much for being um, uh, open and real and honest. Um, and you're always kind of church family. And we know um, we won't see you all the time, but we will see you. Um, and the other thing as well, is always to remember in, in Christian life, we, we have eternity to put up with each other as well. We do. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, which will be a joy. Um, so that was a Morty Vicker special. And um, Adam and Abby, thank you so much. And our prayers and our blessings um, are so with you. And so with St. Thomas. God bless.
1: Thanks, Wayne.